listening to Around Comics. You are listening to Around Comics, episode 436. I am Brian Salazar. With me, as always, is Thomas Caters. How are you, Tom? I'm here. I'm on time. And that no good bastard Chris is not here, but we have fired. very fired. Yeah, we got rid of Chris. He's done. He is done. He may come we back. And the replacement. We found, we, found, <laughs> we found a very mustachioed replacement, a handsome gentleman from the South. Yes. Uh, an old friend of the program. He hasn't been on in a while, but you may remember him yes. from, from quite a while ago. Our Maybe old 10 buddy. years ago, a decade ago. Oh, a decade mm. ago. Uh, his name is Braxton Harrison, the coolest name in, in both Georgia and comics. Now, comic, we can officially say you are a comic book creator. And that's, that's sort of why you're here today, to talk a little bit about your new webcomic, Furious in, in Fe- Fever City. Fever City, yeah. Yeah, I- oh, wow. Uh, thanks for bringing it up. That's, not, I mean, listen, that's just well, the hobby. We're pros. It's a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why um, I wanted to have you on, though, because I've, you know, uh, on a personal level, like I've been watching you create comics for a while now. Like we've talked and you, you know, you've shown me your art. I've seen your art evolve for years now as you've been working on various things. And we, you know, we've always stayed in contact and, yeah. and you know, and I've seen that evolve. So, when you put this out, I definitely, you know, like I made it a point to to getting you on the show because I wanted to get you some exposure and have you on and talk about it. But of course, yeah, you're not you're here because you're Braxton and you're our friend. But but I, I yeah. selfishly, I wanted to make sure you came on. Well, I, I appreciate the signal boost. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's I've always been doodling and writing and doing all kinds of stuff and. I, the publishing side, I don't know very much about. I don't want to, I don't have a lot of interest or time. So, I mean, the way the internet and everything is now, you could just put stuff mm-hmm. out. You know, you could just, you got Substack, which is, I really don't think it's the best for comics, but I'm trying it out anyway. And, mm-hmm. you know, Patreon, uh, you don't have to do either or, you can just do both. So I'm just putting something on there. There's no rules. There's no rules. No rules. Do, do what you want to do. do no one can stop you. As no. this podcast no. proves, is that There's... you can just keep doing something. <laughs> There's no way. No one can stop you from doing it. Yeah. Unless your podcast police have, have not troubled you guys. <laughs> yeah. Not so far. Oh, yeah. I don't think we're making enough noise. We need to Alex Jones this bitch. We need to. Oh no! <laughs> I don't need. I don't need like a billion dollar lawsuit. Oh Do wow! You know? yeah, yeah, I heard that. Wow. Oh, a that's billion. everything. That's that's him, right? That's, yeah, he's got nothing left. Dude. I don't know. I I don't wow. think he has that much. Um. Yeah, but uh, so tell us a little bit about Furious in Fever City. I think I got the title wrong. No. Yeah, I, I called it. Yeah. Fear in Fever City. Then I called it Furious in Fear City, but it's Furious in Fever City. Well, I was going with Fast and Furious City, but... um, You were copyright? Yeah, (laughs) there may be legal issues there. Yeah. No, basically, uh, all it is is just, you know, I take inspirations from Death Wish movies, from RoboCop, from The Wraith. Remember The Wraith, that 80s movie with Charlie Sheen? Like, you name an 80s property, 
and or even an 80s TV show and I try to incorporate some sort of analog in it. And um, I don't know, it's just fun to draw, you know, and I've, I've come up with kind of a real dumbed down art style, I think. Which is one thing I've learned is not to labor too long over your art. It just, you know, straw it and be done with it. If I can't draw it in 45 minutes, I don't want to draw it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, there's something to that. There's yeah, something right? to that, yeah. you know? Like, uh, you know, I think a lot of times in creative endeavors, people think that it's like the, you have to grind at it forever every individual thing to like make it perfect. And I think sometimes you're better served, like just doing it rather than trying to like, you know, yeah, I mean, you're, you're carved like a marble your... statue. Yeah. You know, yeah, right. You're, you're chasing your inspiration, you know, and if, if it takes you three sessions of, all right, let me work on mm -hmm. this one thing again, then, you know, you're out of your inspiration. Mm -hmm. So, well, personally, it's gonna I, look junky. I've, uh, I've, I've been. Very, you, there's two guys that have have pissed me off more in in this world than maybe any other, and it's you and and Ryan Stegman. Because, like, I remember when Ryan, uh, you know, like when I first met him, he was pretty early on in his comic book career, and and already a you know really good artist, and then he exploded, and he's huge now, but. Like he was, he had no interest in drawing comics until he was in his twenties, and then he just like he had like a, I think he has like a literature degree or something, like was never really an artist wow. or at least not you know in, in a serious way, yeah. and then just just kind of decided to be a comic book artist, and now is arguably one of the one of the biggest <laughs> in the world. <laughs> like, no, it's I, like it's like a Gene Hackman story, you know where. <laughs> He started acting in his 40s or something, I think. No, really? I think so. No. I think he was an older guy, maybe late 30s. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. I don't know. We have... How old was he when he, he did uh, Bonnie and Clyde? Because I think that was pretty early on. He was probably a little older. I always thought the French yeah. Connection was his first one. Oh, no. He was in Bonnie and Clyde. That was his first big role. He had done some theater stuff before that. Uh, and then... Yeah, I think he was doing mostly theater stuff. And then Beatty brought him in for Bonnie and Clyde. He's and one that's going to tear me up when he leaves. He's in his 90s now. Oh, he'll never. He'll never leave us. Is he really? Don't even stay. Maybe yeah. late 80s. I remember. Oh, I love Gene Hackman. The famous story about Gene Hackman I've heard multiple times now of like, uh, you know, because he's made some amazing movies and he's made some pretty shitty, awful movies. Not many, but he has. And like somebody had said, that, like they were met him or at a wedding with him or something. The story, as the story goes, and um, they're you know they're sort of like at some point there's like Gene, what's you know what's up with X Y Z movie? You know what you're this amazing actor. Why would you make? And he's like, yeah, well, I got divorced. I you know it's like I. Had to I had to pay money. some bills, man. That's like, just what you want to ask <laughs> an actor is is yeah. Why would the you... wall on their yeah. Well, that's why I, I, I preface it by saying, I don't know, you know, it's a, it's an infamous story, whether or not it's true. I have no idea, but it's a good story. I would want, I would want to engage with Gene Hackman just so he'd yell at me in that. Yeah. That Gene Hackman. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he infamously like 
uh, yelled at Wes Anderson the whole way through uh, Royal Tenenbaums. Really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, like, man. I love like, that's maybe my favorite Wes Anderson film, yeah. too. And I mean, he's it's a great. It's a good, it's, he's amazing and he's great. I guess they did not get along. That's on, interesting. On set. That's got to be one like of his that. last movies. Uh, according to Nick Lindsay on our YouTube channel, he says Hackman retired after the Will Smith uh, Enemy of the State by Tony uh, Scott. Oh, that's the way to go out, man. Wow. Yeah. Enemy of the State. Yeah. The, the not official sequel to The Conversation. Really? Not, Did not, not know that. Non-official sequel to the conversation. Unofficial. Yeah. Unofficial. Unofficial. You should get you should get mm-hmm. movies like what kind of genre would those be in and do like five of those for espionage? Maybe. Or uh top five unofficial sequels. Unofficial sequels. Top, top five, five weird sequels. sequels. Top, top five weird sequels. Yeah. Highlander two. Top five yep. worst sequels. That would be a good one. Top five worst sequels of all time. Or that weird James Bond movie where uh, Sean Connery comes back. It's like yeah. produced by the non-regular. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's like or like was that Casino Royale? Because there's like five uh, it, Bonds. Now, no, right? uh, it Kim was like Basinger was in it. Yeah, yeah you can like always early eighties. Okay, and you could see the hairs in uh, Sean Connery's ear. He would. He's already <laughs> getting old. And like, yeah. <laughs> if you look at the movie, you could see his ear hairs. Well, Casino Royale. You, have you guys seen that movie? The that's a that's a bond. We watched the, it last night. Yeah. Not the not the not the, the original one. Right? The original right? one from the seventies. Oh no. Yeah, the, the original one from the sixties or seventies. And it's, I think sixties. Um, yeah. Is it sixties? Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it was it was it was an unofficial Bond movie. It was called Casino Royale. Based, it was loosely based on the book, but it's a comedy essentially, yeah. and it's a wacky. There's like five James Bonds in it, but but like I think I want to say Roger Moore makes an appearance in it. I can't remember now. It's been a while since I've seen it, but it's worth a watch, especially if you're mm-hmm. a Bond fan. It's, it's it came out in 19. Peter Sellers, yes, Joe Galuzic. Peter Sellers is James Bond, and it's a parody. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's weird because it's like, wow. I'm trying to think of another thing where the first movie is like a parody of a thing. It's it's strange, right? Because Bond movies became the cliche, every cliche <laughs> of like spy movies. But the first Bond movie is like a parody of like <laughs> spy stories. Yeah. First spy. Yeah. You know, like, well, the Casino Royale being sort of like a oh, comedy right. and kind of like a riff on spy movies. But then James Bond goes on to become like the cliche. The Roger every, like, spy, Moonraker, Moonraker. and Yeah. Yeah. Every spy movie cliche, you know, is yeah. born now of, of James Bond. It's yeah. the seed where the mighty oak gr- was grown from, as mm-hmm. we would say. Um so you said your art style stupid. Is <laughs> that the exact stupid in a good way? It's dumb. Did it take, yeah. did it take you a long time to make it that stupid? It. Uh, it took it's, the dumbing down was the stripping down was uh, eh, maybe ten years worth of of. No, this isn't stupid enough. I need to go stupider and stupider. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I like, st- I discovered that I cannot color, by the way. 
I cannot. Call it's it. a, it's its well, own it's, skill, man. It's its own. Yeah, that, it that's is, why they hire it, other professionals to do it. Cause yeah. 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 It's definitely, it's, yeah, it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's pretty, dumb. It's, this is like, a, I'm looking, <laughs> this is pretty, yeah. I'm looking. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like so I, and of course this is like a late seventies, early eighties too, which is like, how can mm-hmm. you even write a, a story in the era of mobile phones? And that that's gotta be the biggest hurdle. Have you ever me. noticed? I mean, the most like even stuff done today, it's like, unless it's part of the plot, like they, they try it's cause it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Like how do you do a mystery? You call the cops. Killer, call yeah, the right? cops. Call somebody. You have a phone yeah. a camera on you at all times. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's also really boring to look at someone use their phone. Like yeah. it's not interesting in life. It's like let alone oh gosh, that, boring. Yeah. Oh no, and he says that right when the guy's pick uh, got a phone in his hand. Well, there's a boring shot. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a that's a phone phone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Old, as opposed to like old a yeah. cell, that's an old school phone. That's that phone has a dial tone. <laughs> yes, it's heavy. Oh, you yeah, could you could, beat, you could beat somebody to death with that phone. Yeah, that's, that's the whole. Yeah, thing. bad new bad news and just like beat the shit out of someone <laughs> with, the, with the phone. I don't want to show too much. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. But people can go to brack b r a k dot substack dot com uh, to check out uh, Furious and Fever City by Braxton yeah. and read. There's yeah. four, four chapters up now, I believe. Well, yeah, parts. And so I'm releasing it like, you know, a lot of people will release web comics like a page at a time. And that's kind of a, I didn't want to do that because I want there to be like a narrative beat. You know, sometimes there'll be even be a cliffhanger or whatever, so that you could kind of, you know, grab hold of the story a little bit before the next, sometimes you'll get four pages, you know, of a scene, uh, and, you know, I get to draw the part. Uh, it's not a comic issue cover per se, but it's like something I could put on Instagram. It's just a creative outlet, you know. I don't have to worry about deadlines. I'm my own deadline. <laughs> well, yeah, we should mention. I mean, this is something you've been doing in, you know, in your spare time. You, yeah. you, know, you have a, uh, you run your own business. You, you know, you are a, a successful um business owner and and you know this yeah. is just something you kind of had done in your in your free time and spare time over you know the last like yeah. you said decade or more um yeah. it, for like i said for me it's just been fascinating to watch you you know i we got to know each other both as comic book fans and and you know you, you would listen to around comics and and we got to know each other and, and remain friends but um how did you, when did you start like decide that you wanted to start to draw? Cause you, did you draw when you were younger? Did you always draw? Was it something that you took up later? In I life drew or? when I, I drew when I was like really young and I think I was, uh, in my late twenties and I saw an, uh, Wacom tablet and I wanted to draw on the computer just for fun. And I enjoyed it so much. And I, I mean, I was like 20, I don't know, 28, 27 at the time. And, you know, I, you, I can't draw analog like a pencil and paper. Mm. I, I can't do it. It's not for me. <laughs> well, you've been doing like, you know, I, I don't know if you care 
whether I talk about your job, your profession. No, go ahead. So yeah. for those that don't know, Braxton's a private investigator. So he started doing this as he would be out on a stakeout, sitting in a car waiting, you know, well, watching, waiting for someone yeah. to watch. I'm supposed to keep my eyes peeled. You don't well, have to. Well, you know, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> uh, but when you had free time, you know, it, yeah. you, you would be doing this sort of like, you know, in your downtime, which is yeah. fascinating. Um, and like I said, for me, it's just been fun to really watch you evolve as an artist and a storyteller. It's this really cool experience of, you know, it, it's hard for me to separate the two because like, I'm sure people, you know, going to it for the first time and don't know you haven't watched it. will have a different reaction necessarily, you know, to three or four pages of a web comic where it's like, for me, it's like, no, this is 10 <laughs> plus years. I've been watching this stuff evolve and it, you know, so it's like, yeah. Uh, it's pretty exciting for me, you know, uh, as your friend. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I've had a lot of false starts with, you know, trying to 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 write something. You always hear like creators when they give advice to people who want to, you know, write a book or whatever or illustrate a book. They'll tell you do you know start off small. Don't try to do a big, you know, epic uh, magnum opus. And uh, I think early on, I, I tried to do one. <laughs> and so, you know, I've got a lot of those pages stored someplace. But I, I don't consider it a waste of time because I learned how to do a lot of things that, mm. you know, I'm adept with Photoshop. And now I'm using Procreate on the iPad. So, you know, it's a good it hobby. Takes a lot of, uh, it takes a lot of um, false starts to learn that everything's got to happen way faster than you think it needs to. And like, then it's just like, uh, in my own, in my own profession, you know, even like writing, um, writing commercials, whenever I work with like younger people who have never written anything before, they always give me a thing. And I'm like, this is like 60 seconds. Like the thing you've written is too long. It's huge. It's long. It's like, yeah. there's no way this is even close to like the 30. So you gotta like shrink it down or like have get to the point so much faster than you think. And like when you're in idea space, you don't like think about like, Oh, like actually what happens like on the third page that gets people interested <laughs> in like yeah. in doing yeah. this, you know, it's funny like, that that sensibility translates to, uh, art, like you got to dumb down your art, or uh, you know, the less lines is is better. You yeah. know, everything when you're writing prose, even I think you know they say, you know, say it in less. So I mean, everything has to be quicker, faster, more intense. Mm-hmm. Especially the this classic day George Lucas direction. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no subtlety any longer. This is no subtlety faster. <laughs> this is why no one liked the movie Blonde. Everyone hated Blonde. It was it was too slow and too many subtle. Well, I didn't watch it yet. Too, it's, I, that's what I heard though. Is it's kind of a oh, that's the Mar- Marilyn Monroe movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's wow. Much- she really she really looks like her in that. Yeah, movie. they. I think she's probably better looking than Marilyn Monroe was. Honestly, yeah, she's she's yeah. pretty incredible. She's very good in it. It's it's probably and I, I'm not even joking when I say this. It's probably my favorite movie of the year. Hmm, really and, and i had no interest in watching it until someone interesting i was talking to was telling me about it and they're like oh you know they were talking about the controversy about it i'm like okay i guess i'll watch it you know i want to know what it was about yeah 
and what's I the controversy? Up, well, the controversy is mostly about how the movie is a fictionalized version of Marilyn Monroe's life. It's it's based on a book by a woman whose name I'm not going to remember, a Pulitzer Prize winning author. Yeah. She wrote this book years and years ago, decades ago, and it's it's a fictionalized tale about Marilyn Monroe. It's it's somewhat true to life, but it's it's very much her own spin on it, and it's sort of a metaphor for a lot of things, fame and and uh, different different things that she sort of extrapolated from Marilyn Monroe and the mythology of Marilyn Monroe. And it's a very sort of dense kind of work. Uh, and the mm-hmm. movie tries to do the same thing, and I think it does a really good job in some ways. But the, the controversy is basically because um, there's, you know, the way they sort of portray her is is mostly through her tragedy and mostly through, and even like tragedy that didn't exist, like made, you know, fictionalized mm. tragedy of mm. you know, in the film, like they show her having, I think three abortions. Um, and wow. there's a lot of metaphor in it though. And there's a lot mm. of like, you know, it really, it really drives home like the idea of her daddy issues and like, you know, why she was always with older men and why that sort of drove her to some of the things that she did. But the film is, you know, I, I think people were expecting like a typical, you know, biography out of it. And it's not that at all. It's not, you know, it's not Ray. It's not, you know, the, the Ray Charles mm. movie where it's like sort of. Right. It's not movie. supposed to be like a. Like no. This happened. And no. This, this, uh, yeah. Like. Yeah, and so if you take it like it. that, like it, then, you know, it's like, well, this is a big line. It's like, well, yeah, it's not. And they never. They never pretended that this was like the definitive life story of Marilyn Monroe. It's more of a fable about, you know, using her, her as sort of a metaphor for a lot of her mythos. Yeah, but I was fascinated by it, and and and, um, you know, I think I'm. I would say I was a fan of Marilyn Monroe, but I'm I'm a fan of her mythos. As much as anything, like her place in Hollywood. her mythos is is just basically a a breeze blowing up and her having to get her skirt down. That's... <laughs> well, that's in the film, but yeah, no, but um, yeah. So people I take that I back. Know. That's not true. No, it's a horrible thing to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys aren't watching like Dahmer, which that's is that show is sweeping. The, I haven't watched any of it. Funny enough, I I, I I do not want to sit there and watch. A, I, another I'm not Dahmer. into the serial killer stuff. I'm not into the serial killer stuff. I don't know. I mean, like maybe if it's fictional, I am. But I, I've said this before about like the true crime podcasts. I have a hard time like getting into it because I'm always just like, Ugh, these are real people, yeah. and yeah. like I can't like separate that out in my brain. You know, like it I gets can, toxic. Not, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not like a moral judgment, but more of like, I'm just always like, I don't know. Well, that was I a, really want to see. Like, I am, I can't deny that I have a fascination with serial killers and, and that kind of film yeah, and, and media. But I like that one is different in the sense that it, it, at least the first couple of episodes that I watched, you know, it's like you're, it's, it's portraying the actual murders. And that's the part was like, hey, I'm not that interested in watching like a recreation yeah. of a serial killer murder people. Like I'm yeah. interested in like how maybe they were caught or how they were, you know, that, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Like I love the show mind hunter. Yeah. On Netflix. Mm-hmm. Where but the more- actual, like 
Yeah, I don't need to see. Parts. They're like, oh. no, like people are like know. salivating yeah. over the actor who's playing Jeffrey Dahmer, and it's like, dude, he's not supposed to. Like, he's you're not supposed to. That's like he's a fucking. People are Rorschaching him. Yeah. They're yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I watched a couple episodes of it, but I haven't gone back. I'm not in any rush to to go back to it. It's um. Yeah. I just yeah. remember growing I, up in Wisconsin when that happened. In like. Oh my god! Yeah. One, like it was like the craziest thing that ever I mean, happened. When you think about like. What that fucking dude did, like it is. He's insane. he's got to be the worst of the worst. I mean, yeah, I don't it know. is it so bizarre. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I like fictionalized stuff, but even that is weird. Like, I get at this point in my life, like I don't know why I can easily separate like a slasher movie or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth. It's like, oh, oh yeah, it's, yeah. it's all yeah. you know. It's just fake. It doesn't matter. But it's like. Some of the newer type of horror movies that come out are, you know, these sort of like elevated horror films. Yeah. It's a little more, you know, down to earth or a little less sensationalized. And so it actually feels more real. And it yeah. that seems like a little more horrific to some degree. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. More uncomfortable. Yeah. Of like, uh, make it really fake. Make, make it really fake. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Give me Mike, Michael Myers. Yeah. Me, I know. Yeah. Halloween. Yeah, exactly. I no, no I did like uh, you go ahead. I did I, I did like uh Baba Duke, right? That was uh I don't know that, that I've a, seen a it. well crafted oh you gotta check that one. I don't one know out. that I've actually seen that one. Yeah. You I seen have... it, didn't you, Tom? The mm-hmm. Baba Duke? Yeah, it's a it's a it's, it's good. a a filmy, you know, well made horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose. Film it's not film. like it's not like horrifying like um hereditary or something like that where it's just like this makes me really uncomfortable yeah hereditary and the other one that that guy made like that's a genre unto itself i mean what was the one uh he did one with pew uh yeah no what's the one right it's like mayfly or some sort of norwegian norwegian cult (laughs) Dancing Norwegian cult. cult movie. Yeah. Which doesn't sound too boring, but Midsummer. Thank you, Facebook. Midsummer. Thank you, anonymous Facebook user. I don't know why it doesn't show us your name, but whoever you are, we appreciate your okay. Yeah. The, the, yeah commenters, the commenters are the best for us because we can't remember shit any longer. And so they just yeah. they help us. We're remember. all getting older. And we're this this show will just become like three men, like barely able to remember. God, God are we going to continue doing this into our sixties? <laughs> there was a comic book. Oh, it must no. have come out. We talk about comics and say like they came out like ten years ago, and they actually came out like thirty-five years it's ago. Third Bronze Age. This was a yeah. third Bronze Age comic. What's after bronze? We have like the. The golden, age. No, golden is is early, right? No. Modern age, I guess. Top. That's I, to... I did. Um, oh, it's Gordo. Hey, Gordo. Um, I did go back and start watching Doom Patrol again. The fun, yeah, the, yeah, and uh, and I I didn't know that uh, Monster Mala and the Brain make another appearance. I thought they only yeah. made the one appearance, and then they came back, and I was I was I was thrilled to see, yeah. see that duo. What is that streaming on? 
HBO Max. Uh, HBO, yeah. It's great. I just love the whole season being about like the multiple stories about like bad guys who don't really want to be bad anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, you know, like Gargoax is like, ah, like why bother like why bother doing this? Like, you know, like Monster Malas, like everything was fine until you showed, you know, like all these villains who are just like, eh, I don't really want to be evil. <laughs> it's not what it, all what it's cracked up to be. The evil yeah, game exactly. isn't what it used to be, you know? Exactly. Pretty much. That's kind of a funny yeah. premise, actually. It's like, ah, uh, you know, it's just not it's just not worth being evil anymore. Yeah, kind of. That's kind of what happens. Before I got on, I was actually just watching the latest, or not latest, but the where I'm at in She-Hulk and uh, the Abomination is... He's not evil. He was. Yeah, he's got a, a I mean, he was, yoga he camp. Was lethal. Yeah. yeah. He was oh, I'm like sure this. that I'm sure at some point he'll he'll come on. You can't have the abomination not. At That's some another point. thing. Uh, he's he's pretty long in the tooth too. I mean, he was an old man sitting in that jail cell or whatever. <laughs> at, uh, Roth. Not yeah. Mm -hmm. What's his name? Tim Roth. Tim, Tim Roth. Yeah. Yeah, he's a terrific actor. Yeah, he's not he's not a young man. You you look at him and then you think of like Reservoir Dogs. No. Like, <laughs> Those days are long gone. <laughs> <laughs> he's not the young yeah. cop. He's the grizzled veteran now. He's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm, Are you reading any comics these days, Braxton? Uh I'm actually <laughs> getting my 13-year-old to she's reading uh all of my um Magnola verse trades. Ooh, very nice choice. And she's she's loving them. I mean, she's she she found some site online where she could. They made a list of which ones to read in order, which is not intuitive. Actually, it's like what? How, why would you need no. it? But they 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 stand by that list, and it, I guess it makes sense. I did pull out uh, Alan Moore's Swamp Thing for her to read. So she'll read it next. Nice. She likes the horror, the dark kind of gothic stuff. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I, I kind of want to get her to check out Sandman, but I don't have any issues. Oh. Well, you got a, you got a library card? HooplaDigital.com? Yeah. HooplaDigital. I, I guess they would be at the library. Yeah. Or, or you can get them digitally through Hoopla Digital, which... Wow. Is not a sponsor of the show, but might as well be because we talk about it all the time. <laughs> yeah. But there's it's a, great. It's, yeah, it really it's is. It's a great yeah. resource for comic book fans. Like, you you can just sign up with your library card, and then you can download on your iPad or on your computer, or whatever, and read mm -hmm. all sorts of comics, like tons and tons and and, yeah. and stuff that's like a month old is on there. Yeah, yeah. It, it's great. I wanted to read uh, Chariot. Um, because I, li I like the concept of it. Have you guys read that? Mm -mm. I don't know what that is. Yeah, Chariot. Have you heard? You've never heard of Chariot? I have not. Google it. Um, it's, I don't know what it's about, but it's like this guy in a car and there's this hologram of this attractive lady beside him. And it's like, oh, oh that, would be, that would be a good uh, 80s TV show. I did read the first issue of that, I think. I think I actually talked about it on the show. I don't know if I ever went back and read the rest of it. Yeah, it's it's a it is kind of like Miami Vice meets the Fast and the Furious to some degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, that's my jam. 
yeah, eighty stuff. You're you're jam. just really into the Fast and the Furious kind of. No. Do, you own a, do you have a muscle car yet? Are you? Uh, did you go through a midlife yeah. crisis and go out and buy a muscle car? No, that's probably right next. Though <laughs> I'm right around the corner. Right the outlandish <laughs> car purchase. Oh, this is this is good. This is a good investment. This will yeah. make me look this, younger. Yeah. Corvette. Yeah, no, very nice. Yeah. My dad owns a Corvette. Does he? Yeah, he does. Did he, was it a midlife crisis purchase or was it pre? Was he? Oh, a, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. no. Totally. It was, yeah, it was a midlife crisis. Wow. I've never actually seen it like in up close in person. Like someone yeah. that I know, you know. What like, year is it? It's, um, it's like a, it's from from this. I'm not a car person. It's from the seventies. I'm not sure. Oh what, man, it's an investment. Stingray. That's all he does. That's all he does is like futz around with it. <laughs> and like so, now that he's retired, it's like that's what he does. You know, like goes for long walks and like fucks around with his car. Well, you know, <laughs> what the hell? What are you gonna uh, do? Yeah. Yeah. I remember, uh, so I had an aunt who was married to a mobster. And uh, this was back in the 70s and 80s when the, that sort of thing still it existed. Well, existed quite a bit in Chicagoland. And yeah. uh, they, uh, I remember they lived in Hillside uh, mm -hmm. and she drove a white, like brand new white Stingray Corvette with the T-tops and the big fenders and and I, it was the coolest car to me when i was like 10 years old like i just thought it was the, the and de niro they, didn't go up to her and and, the, and her husband and say hey you got to take the car back no. what are you doing buying the car take the they car back. at some point they might i have some stories but yeah i don't know nothing else right back here. back when there's a steakhouse out by um it's like in melrose park which is like one suburb over called tom's steakhouse and um, it has this big faded sign that's like voted best steak in Chicago, which it probably was like in 1988. <laughs> and that sign's been up since then. But I was like, oh, well, I should go there sometime. And my friend who is a reporter was like, oh, that place is like one of the few last like mobbed up. <laughs> like he's like, you'll see some interesting people at that restaurant. They're still around. They're still, you know, they you can still find them. Definitely, I mean, you can still find it. Yeah. It's there. Chicago's best steak. They still the website. You know, still Chicago's best steak. The best steak. Yeah. I live close Down to Elmwood here. Park, and that's got some interesting stuff in Elmwood Park too. Down here we have the Dixie Mob. You the know, Dixie Mob. Oh, yeah. that's like justified kind of. Yeah, stuff. that's how I imagine when you say that. You know. There's a podcast, and I think I recommended it to you, called In the Red Clay. And I urge everyone to check it out. It's really good. And it's about the Dixie Mob and the true story of this this dude named, um, what's his name? Billy Sunday Burt. Billy Sunday and, Burt? Uh, yeah. And just to listen to the guy's accent for that alone is, his son is basically being interviewed. And... I mean, it is just a treasure trove of this guy's stories about his dad, and just this guy. Just listening to him talk is is, is the best, though. Uh, in the red clay, 
in, in the red yeah in the red clay i think is the name of it i have a friend of mine who is uh is italian uh, and his father was mob adjacent i'll call it mm. but politically in the orbit yeah, and, 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 and was in Chicago politics. So if you're in Chicago politics yeah. in the 70s and 80s, you were in the orbit. And uh, yeah, it would be fascinating to go through all the stories if he, you know, if he felt comfortable talking about all the stuff that he sort of knew. Statute of limitations. It's, <laughs> it's probably safe to talk about that. <laughs> They're all dead. Yeah, they are. A lot of them are now. That's for sure. A lot of them have, have died off. But yeah. I'm going to have to go check out Tom's Steakhouse, though. I think that, that sounds kind of fascinating. Let's see what their lunch yeah. menu looks like. I mean, I, it's the best steak in Chicago, which... It still says it is. Chicago's yeah. best steak. <laughs> Me, I go to the Golden Steer if I'm going out to a steak. Oh, that's steak. a good one. I've been there. That's, well, I'm, I used to work over there, yeah. Like a classic. Yes. Like st- Nothing in that place has changed since like 1972. Like nothing. <laughs> nice. From the people working there yeah. to like, yeah. <laughs> like everyone that's worked there, it looks like they've worked there for 50 years. <laughs> and like it's got like mirrors on the walls. Um, <laughs> good nice. steak though. I, it's like a classic steakhouse. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I love I've been cowboy steak. kind of joint. Yeah. The Golden Steer. I have been there. Yes. Yeah. Tom's looks pretty good. I gotta say. I don't know. I'm. I'm thinking. Let's I'm do gonna, it. Yeah. I think we should. You want to meet me out there? I'll meet you out there some night. Absolutely. I'll go have a yeah. steak with you, Tom. We'll have some go steak have a, and a, bourbon. Steak so. and bourbon at Tom's. Yeah, I'm down. I am down. You let yeah. me know when. Oh, I love you. a good, love a good steak dinner. Yes. French uh, onion soup. Whew. What was the uh, Braxton? I was going to ask you because you, when you mentioned the uh, French onion soup in the Crocs, they still serve mm-hmm. it in the little Crocs. That's such a seventies, eighties. I think we have some of those somewhere in a basement in my basement. Some Crocs. You got to serve French onion soup in bread, like that's in the way bread. To do it. Yeah, in a bread bowl, kind kind of like a Panera deal, you know? Yeah, steakhouse, <laughs> Golden Steer, you know, comes out in the little Croc. Yeah. It's got like the melted cheese on top and the croutons already in there. Yeah. It's just like, this is 1978. A nice, a nice Caesar salad with some fresh ground oh. pepper on top. <laughs> yeah. Get that, get that yeah. grinder yeah. out. Yes. <laughs> it was really sad because there was this um, supper club in Green Bay that my wife and I used to go to whenever I'd be back in town because I would just leave our kids with my parents and we'd go to Wally's spot and Wally's spot had like, it was like a true supper club. Like you came in, you sat at the bar to drink, you ordered your food at the bar. And then when you were ready, like you moved to your table and your food would be like, it was one. That sounds awesome. That sounds like a slow experience. Like this is not about like turning your tables over as fast as possible. It was like, no, actually, you're going to sit here and have like three brandy old fashions before you get to the salad bar. I'm going to need and, a and like, Yeah. I've never, I've never been privy to a supper club. This is fascinating. Yeah. I mean, they have like in the bar, there was like a guy playing like keyboards and they have like the crew d'etat, you know, they have like oh the vegetables. Goodness. They had like a liver pate and like some crackers. Oh, yeah. Oh I mean, God. this place was like sounds- classic. 
supper club uh but it's gone now so you can't go there. oh that's a shame yeah shame. It became yeah. a popeyes yeah, oh. in this day and age, it's hard to keep something slow open, I would imagine. Oh, that place you was know. like, yeah. yeah. I, I was like, the first time we went there, it was funny because it had been there since I was a kid, but you know, I never, never that interested in going. Um, and I was like, hey, let's go to Wally's spot. And we went there and it became like our, our like, we went on so many dates there <laughs> because like it was free babysitting. We couldn't get that in Chicago. So it was like, <laughs> That sounds awesome. To Wally. I bet yeah. you could like uh, rebrand that for today's day and age. Like you know, millennials would would be down for a, a supper. Club. You just have to you just have to rebrand it as something you know. Like a, there's a, a bunch in Chicago of like, um, but none of them. You know, it's like having experienced the the true Wisconsin Supper Club, like the weird Chicago cover versions by hipsters. Right. You right. know, like they don't hit they don't quite hit the same way. You're kinda like Is the Supper mm. Club the same as like a fourteen course meal? Is that equivalent? Well no, here's it's it's like a very uh it's like a very Wisconsin thing. It's like a very slow meal. Like, and there's probably, like, a salad bar involved, and, like, you're getting, like, fish fry or steaks or, like, prime rib, and that's, like, the type of fare, right? And you're getting, you know, your potato and your soup and your salad. Yeah. And like, a lazy Susan in the middle oh, of the table. And, like... We're leaving Georgia. I can't leave Georgia <laughs> yeah. fast enough. <laughs> right? That but sounds... Like, yeah. Uh, it like sounds great. Comforting, like just sounds terrific. I will say and you go there for a long time. Like it's a yeah. long ass experience. Okay. Like three, four hour. Yeah. Was, like, we have we have something called family style and um oh there's this famous is it Magianas? You got you guys have a Magianas and mm-hmm. yeah, oh, they yeah. serve family styles, so you get like mm-hmm. They'll keep coming with the appetizer portion of the meal until somebody taps out and then they move to the entree and you get several different entrees. It sounds kind of similar, but but the supper club seems like a and I've I was at one it's food porn is what it is. Well it's, it's like it's like you know, it's like you're going to someone's house for dinner kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're you're you know, you're not just Going out and eating and, and then going to a movie or, you know what I mean? This is your evening. Your evening is you go, like Tom said, have a few drinks, you're talking, you know, and then you find, you move over to dinner, you have a nice casual filling, you know, sort of dinner yeah. and maybe a couple of more drinks and then Oh, yeah. Coffee Definitely more and, drinks. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's you like going to food coma. <laughs> yeah. And then you finish up, they'll bring you a little orange sherbet. Oh, we do at Wally at Wally spot. Bring out like some classic. Oh yeah, uh, orange sherbet, vanilla it was ice cream experience. Or... Oh yeah, maybe some uh, some rice pudding. I could see that Ooh. being a supper club favorite. Some rice pudding. Oh yeah, yeah. Now you're talking. Yeah, you're talking. Uh, supper club. Yeah, I went to one in Iowa. I went to Iowa golfing on like a golf weekend with some yeah. buddies. And we went to one, but it wasn't quite that same experience. It wasn't, I mean, they called themselves a supper club and it was definitely like a, a different dining experience, but it wasn't quite like that. Like that sounds yeah. like fun. This was a pretty extreme supper club with, you know, like, 
I was confused. I was like, we're, we're ordering at the bar before <laughs> we sit down. It was like a whole thing, like a whole, they had their whole system. See, that sounds terrific though. Like, Wait, I'm going to order and then you get in trouble if you sit someplace out of order or something. Would they call you? Well, out? Yeah, they give you your number and they'd, well, they would give you once, like, the way they did it was you'd order, you'd get a few drinks while you sat at the bar. When your food was like reasonably close to being done, they'd come over and give you your table number, right? And then when you were done with your drinks, you'd work your way over to your table. So you, if you were 14, you'd go to table 14 and then they'd bring your food out. And like nice. it was, you know, you go hit the salad bar first, you know, you don't have to. Eat your royal mushroom caps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is uh this sounds terrific. I think we need to open uh, a, a, a supper club. A, a supper club? I, I, I need to open one in Georgia. Podcast. No one has a supper club in Georgia. We don't that do sounds that like, here. I, that sounds I can like open one up. Yeah, that sounds like something that the would Georgia work. The Georgia Supper Club. Yeah. I think uh that makes sense. I mean, it seems like in Georgia things are a little slower paced anyway, so that extra yeah. time to drink and eat and just hang out yeah. and talk. That's sure. Yeah. You, do you need four or five old fashions before you sit down for dinner? <laughs> yeah, of course. You do. Yeah. Of course. That's in the evening. That's uh, you, yeah. you can go. I yeah, think you I would, four or five. So are you are you guys drinking tonight? Tom, you keep pulling on something over there. What is that? I, I was an drinking old an old fashioned. Yeah. That's an oh, old fashioned. Yeah. Old fashioned. I'm drinking a rogue brewery bat squatch, hazy India pale ale. It's uh, it, I, I'm not I, drinking I, anything called bat squatch. I'm not bat doing squatch. That. Oh, I thought it was, very, it was kind of Halloweeny, you know, bat squatch. Oh, it's that's ho- cool. Yeah, it looks like a art. Brett Schoonover uh, illustration yeah, I don't right know there. Who, who did it? I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <clears throat> um, that's half the reason I bought it because I like the art. Uh, but it's a powerful. It's like these, you know, these oh. new, you know, it's like a six point seven percent. Damn. Alcohol. Yeah. So one of them, yeah. and I'm. You're going to get in trouble quick. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of trouble quick, that's why I'm not having anything tonight. Oh. I went to um, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina on a job and went out to eat, you know, that night. I'm done with work and everything. But I had um, one drink and then I was talking with this couple at the bar and they bought me another drink. Oh, and then uh, I went and had oh. a uh, is it a Mai Tai? Oh, oh my god, Ooh. man! Oh, whoa. yeah, Mai Tai is like nothing but booze. And the next morning, man, you would have thought uh, my head was so swole. I mean, it was it was not good. So I'm I, I'm not doing anything for at least six months. I'm done. It was that <laughs> Gotta bad. Dry out. Gotta dry out, huh? I don't yeah. drink. I mean, I was talking to, with Chris about this a while ago. I was like, man. Back in the day when we were recording at like Dark Tower in the city, I we would fucking drink, like we would pound yeah. beer. I cannot do beer. that anymore, man. No, yeah. there's no I, way I can't no. do it. I have one or two, and I'm I'm pretty good. If it's a if it's a really good night, I might have a half a dozen vodka tonics. Oh yeah, you know I'm, if I'm out with friends, but uh, I'm more of a cocktail boy these days than I am a. Uh, yeah, my as my tolerant like beer now. Like if I had like two of those hazy IPAs that you're drinking, I'd immediately be like, "My, my tummy hurts." <laughs> <I'd> be, yeah, 
<laughs> I'd be like, I don't like this. This is a yeah. If you're good. gonna drink something, do it in a smaller package. Get it in. Get it going. I yeah. generally, I usually don't drink beer. I just for whatever reason, once in a while, maybe it's a fall yeah, like, thing. Yeah, yeah, and I always. I, I'll go to the liquor store and I'll get like a six pack of something interesting and I'll just put it in the fridge and then every once in a while I have one. But most of the time if I drink, I'm either drinking vodka, tonic, or I'm just drinking straight bourbon or you know, what's your vodka? Bourbon. What's your brand? Uh, it don't matter. Can't it don't doesn't matter. matter. I, I always get looks now whenever I go to a bar and I'm and I order a vodka tonic with a lime and they're like, What kind of vodka? I'm like, rail. Just give me the rail, cheap rail. Vodka. It does it all tastes the same. It's fucking vodka. Just give me. It's, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm all I'm gonna taste is the it's tonic. It's all potatoes. I, yeah, all I'm gonna taste is the tonic water and the lime anyway. So I don't. Just give me the fucking rail. And and I always get a look from bartenders because I don't right. think anyone ra- orders rail anymore. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, suicidal like people, man. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's usually like Schmer, you know Schmernoff or you know some knockoff, and it's like it's fine. It's fine. It's like, wait a second, you're not 20, uh, 23 year olds. <laughs> like the rail. You should know better. Well, especially when they charge you for, you know, you, you order a vodka tonic with like Tito's or something, and it's like nine fifty for a fucking vodka tonic. Like, yeah, yeah. I could buy a bottle for $11. What are you talking yeah. about? But yeah. Yeah. A bourbon, I'm much more selective about, but vodka, eh, it don't matter. I don't, I'm not drinking it for the taste, I'm drinking it for the lack of sugar. And the opposite, you know, because it, it yeah, doesn't yeah. fucking have calories or carbs in it. So, but bourbon, bourbon, I drink all sorts of different bourbons, lots of lots of different bourbons. But I, I'm, whatever you can get, whatever, whatever I can get my can hands, get hands on. Yeah. My my go to is probably like Four Roses. Uh, I buy a like a they have like a not a cast strength. It's like a it's not the strawberry regular flavor. one. No, yeah, strawberry. No, I don't like any flavors in my bourbon. <laughs> just, just, just bourbon. A coffee. It's a coffee and Cointreau. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but I, I yeah, I don't, I don't drink that often. Once in a so, while. So, what comics should I be reading? What are you guys reading? Oh, oh uh, Tom's reading Akira. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never I'm just reading. I'm in a reading just old stuff phase right now, where I'm just like, what haven't I read that like I should probably read before I die? That's a good way to do it. I mean, there's tons of stuff out there that I've missed. So is Akira yeah. the same? Is it like a play by play from the the movie or? Oh, uh, the movie is a way more condensed. Oh like, wow, I need to read version it. Of it. Sounds like, good. Akira is fucking long. Yeah, it's like, like it's how many fucking chapters is it? It's There's lot. like eight huge books, you yeah. Know, like it's, and it's written. We uh, we talked about it a little bit last week, but the way it's just written, it's very like, um, like a type of pacing you don't like seeing comics kind of anymore. Where like there's a lot happening, but like the plot doesn't move forward very quickly. Like, and that's not a action. Yeah, no, it's just like that's just like the pace at which it goes. It's just like every once in a while they throw you like a new thing to like keep you interested, like a new plot point, but it's so like action oriented and like page turnery that like you, you don't like, you don't get bored, but you do yeah. realize like, Oh damn. Like I don't really know that much mo- more about what's happening than I did 80 pages ago, <laughs> but like, 
you know. I like it, but I like it anyway. I like it anyway. It's entertaining. Um, I'm reading anything that Brubaker and and um, uh, what's his name put out those hardcovers. Yeah, there's a new one. The PI books. That's something I read. Yeah, yeah, those are great. There's a new one coming out. I think next week. I believe a new chapter version. Pumping them up, baby. Hey man, keep making them. I'll keep. They're they're some keep of the best them. comics, and I love the format. We've talked about it over and over again. Every time yeah. a new one comes out, we talk about it. But I love the the format, the hardcover, and it's just like a complete story. And I just get a chunk of, you know, it's like a mm-hmm. book, it's like reading a book. Um, but as far as the stuff, I'm really enjoying. Like uh, funny, like funny enough, the comic book, like the mainstream superhero comic, I enjoy the most is World's Finest. Because it feels like an old, like fun comic, and it's Batman and Superman and a bunch of their friends, and uh, it's just like classic, classic um, superhero comics, but but modern. Not you know, it it, it it's not uh, old. Sean Phillips, yes, and Reckless is the series. Thank you, Nick Lindsay. Our research department comes through once again because I couldn't remember that yeah. Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. The Reckless series. Yes, you're right. Who is this? Who, yeah. It's, they're our research department. They're, they're terrific. I couldn't live without them. Um, oh, I can see the comments too. Ah. Yeah. Um, Ghost. So I, I really love that book. Uh, what else am I reading? I don't know. Anything Tom King does, I, I pretty much read. Uh, at, he does, you know, all his DC stuff. Uh, although I, I didn't really dig the. I'm not a romance comic guy, and he just came out with like his romance comic uh, through Image. A romance comic? Well, I believe the first issue was like, yeah, straight up romance comic. Really? Yeah, and so I'm not really. It's like I no, no thanks for me. Yeah, because... yeah, just not for me. No dude. thanks. I'm, for... You know, go back to and, and like I'm fine if you want to do something outside of superheroes, but because most of his stuff I don't think is really superhero. Comic I don't think either. I've ever read a romance comic i'd like to see how it goes though you know oh what's it called let me see tom king romance computer love forever or something love everlasting yeah that's what it's called love everlasting it's from image comics um and it's very old school the cover looks very much like a darwin cook uh, although it's not darwin cook um and it was, you know, if you're into romance comics, it was probably good. I mean, Tom's a terrific writer. Uh, I just, I'm not into romance comics. I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, there, it's it's out there. So, I mean, romance comics were huge at one time. I mean, back yeah. back in the day, westerns and romance comics and all those different genres. It just we got to the point where we're mostly superheroes. superheroes. Yeah. It's how movies are now too. We're mostly superheroes. <laughs> Just superheroes. That's it. Yeah, it's a new it's all, world. It is. It is. It is an interesting. I uh, I went to the barber today. If you can't tell, I got a new fresh cut. Ooh. And my I love my barber. He's a he's this dude. He's this big, like barrel chested, bald Swedish biker guy. And um, he has a little bit of a Swedish accent. He's got a big mustache. Funny as hell. Very. Uh, like open-minded guy but i mean can also be 
you know, he's he's a little older than me, so he can he can be a little inappropriate. And he, you know, it's his it's his barber shop, so who the fuck's gonna tell him what yeah. to do? You know, kind of a guy. And he he always has he has like multiple TVs in the place, and he's always playing music on them and like music videos. And usually it's blues stuff. But I walk in there today, and he's like, "Yeah, I've been." And we were talking, and I noticed there's like nothing but like scantily clad women dancing to eighties. <laughs> he just had metal pornos in his, in his almost essentially like it was, and i'm like i'm like what am i watching and he's like yeah i don't know i found this youtube channel and it's like all 80s music but a lot of it is put to like it, it would be like fashion runway shows like victoria's secret shows from the 80s or 90s from the 80s yeah wow. so, and 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 like yeah, it was it was it was weird. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. You know, you're not gonna see this ever. But it was like, I mean, one thing like it was it was a it was a fashion show, and I mean, it was it was like Victoria's Secrets, but it was it was on CBS, and I mean, I'm just watching. I'm like, yeah, you're not seeing that anymore. That's not happening on CBS. Yeah. I don't think any longer. It was a different it was a different time. There needs to be like a retro TV, I guess. Well, there Nickelodeon is. was that for a while, right? Uh, well, you have all those like me TV, and but those are like really retro. There, I don't think there's like any. Yeah. I mean, I think if you yeah, go, I want to like, see there is Auto 80s Man channels again. Yeah, well, that stuff's out there for sure. Like, there's uh, if you go like most smart TVs have like digital or like internet channels, or if you go to like Pluto TV or one of those yeah. services where it's like free TV channels, there's all sorts of genre channels so there, there'll be you know channels that are just like slasher movies or thrillers or action movies or 80s you know there'll be like 80s you know channels and that kind of stuff so th that stuff definitely exists um and it's out there you know you still have like if you want to watch non-stop bar rescue there's <laughs> you can do that. that there's a channel for you that can just watch bar rescue all the time <laughs> bar rescue just john taffer yelling at people oh that guy why would anyone shut it down? I don't care how shut it down. <laughs> My son really likes um, what's Gordon Ramsay uh, Hell Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, he really likes I can't that. Can't deal with that. Yeah, I can't I'm deal with like, all that people being mean to people. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, it's a little that weird. Simon Cow business. Well, Simon, Cowell. we got something here. Yeah, I like Great British Baking Show. I find it really relaxing. I, exactly, I, I do too. It's very yeah, I can turn that on and just you know. My kids love it too. It's they like yeah. watching. It's, it's just like low tension. It's like a low tension. Like my daughter likes watching them like decorate the cakes, and she just like it's very. It's a it's a nice like Saturday night. Everyone needs to calm down. We'll put on <laughs> the Great British Baking Show. And, Tom, do, you, do your kids have like uh, their own British accents that they like to put on and that are actually quite good? No, my daughter has a, she does accents. She does a Southern accent, but there's only certain sentences that she'll say it with the uh, accent. So the one I she does for <laughs> No, for the Southern accent, the she's vapors. like, don't look at my belly button. Like, that's what... <laughs> Well, that's I, just something we say all the time, too. I mean, yeah. the, well, we were in Madison, and we went to <laughs> Essen House, which is like a German bar and restaurant. Like in in Madison, you know, you get your your schnitzel, and you get your big glass. You get a big glass boot of beer if you want. 
Um, Tom's and, choices in restaurants are going to lead to him having triple bypass surgery uh, by the time he's yeah. 50. Only, I haven't been to s in like 25 years. Okay, okay like, good, good. I, I, it's been a long time. Steak, sausage, giant, they have, like, five martinis before. They have like, a, they have like a, a polka band play, you know? So I was like, ah, the kids will like, it's fun to bring kids there. And there's like, you know, it's got... Essentially, it's like a German supper club. There's just like animal taxidermied animal heads all over the walls and weird like murals of people drinking. And you get there's a, the you can get a big glass boot and there's a drinking game where you're like drink from the big glass boot and like it's a whole thing. Um, I lost track of what I was gonna. Oh, and my daughter. She does yeah. the German. She does a German accent and she says like, "Would you like to try some of our new sauerkrauts?" <laughs> <laughs> like that's like that's a, what, what she says about it. Very nice. Well, the reason yeah. I brought up kids and accents is, you know, both of my daughters have a killer British accent, and I and I can't help but think that because you know there's so many British actors that you'll see, you know, some actor in in a lot of movies and stuff, and then all of a sudden you find out, oh, they're from Britain. Oh, yeah, he's British. Yeah, and you're like, I had no idea his accent is spot on. So it's almost like the cousins and us, you know, over there, we can just switch on with each other. Or maybe your kids will become like actors that go to act in England, and people, when they find out that they're American, will be (laughs) like, wait a second, Batman's Batman's got an English accent? There's not many of them. The Christian Bale. Uh, yeah. What this guy's got a? Are there? Are there are there like there's so many British like really good British actors that do American. Are there Americans they that play do... Americans? But the only yeah. American that does British consistently that I can think of is um, what's his name? Peter Dink uh, Dinklage. Like he, you know, he's yeah. he's not British. No, he's American. But yeah. he does. He does. Even I was funny. We were watching um. Rick and Morty, uh, this newest season, and I think it was episode one, he voices an alien, but he does it in like a British accent. I'm like, why is he? I mean, I, the story had made sense because he was basically yeah. doing, he was doing a diehard. And so he, yeah. was, he was doing Hans Gruber's part. Right. Right? So he sort of had that, that British accent kind of thing with it. But at first I'm like, wait a minute, he's not British. Why is he doing a British accent as a voiceover? For this alien that's not British either, like that's, that's what he yeah. does now. Yeah. He just does it. But yeah, he's he's. I don't know if there are others. Very, I can't think of any other actors that are American that do British. It's like, it's well. like hell no. I'm gonna <laughs> sound American. Or would I pretend to be American or nothing? Yeah, like imagine Tom Cruise doing like a British accent. Oh Tom my gosh, he's he hasn't done any accent, has he? He's never um, doesn't need to. He's he kind, Tom didn't Cruise. he kind of do a wait a minute? Didn't he kind of do a British wait. accent in the vampire? What was the vampire movie? Uh, oh, no. interview with I'm the not. vampire. He kind of does a British. I don't think he did. Oh, I'm pretty sure he did. I think it's like a. It's I not it's good. Like it's like a. It's almost like a vampire accent. It's. It's yeah. like a <laughs> theatrical vampire. It's like it's a vampire. <laughs> it's a mid-Atlantic. Vampire, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, like technically, oh, that's vamp, that's just mid Atlantic <laughs> vampire. Just... Like... <laughs> that's 
that's, mid that's mid-century vampire. That's a that's a mid-century yeah, vampire. It's not, uh, it's not a true English accent. It's a vampire <laughs> accent. I this is the second time I've talked about interview with a vampire in a week. Really? Well, the new yeah. show coming out, so subliminally, exactly. probably you know. Yeah, I was talking about it with a coworker who is like, and as like, we were talking about, it, like I read the book at some point. Like oh, I, when yeah, I think I did too. I did. Yeah. I read it twice. Yeah. It's a good book. Yeah, and like uh, we were just talking about the movie, and I was like, yeah, I, I don't know, I, I was like. I can't say that I'm into vampires. So like for whatever reason, I guess that book, that movie and book hit at a time when I was like, I'm, I'm in the mood for a vampire story. I'm kind of into vampires right now. <laughs> it's funny. The mileage that vampires have, you know, I mean, yeah, Dracula, the original Dracula. I mean, you know, what book I, I read, I actually, I didn't read it. I actually listened to it on a long drive. Uh, the book that Hellraiser is based on it's like a novella clive barker it was really good um it's on youtube the new new hellraiser that's what prompted me to listen to the book uh it was pretty good i thought it was good i have not watched it yet i have not i've not the original hellraiser movie like scared the shit out of me I remember yeah. loving that movie, but I haven't watched it in forever. I don't know. Yeah. If it we happened. had a neighborhood kid that was all about that movie. It to a weird. It's a theory. fucked up movie. Now he's into bondage on only fans. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he may be. It's like one of those movies I saw like too young. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah like yeah. what the fuck? Like what is this? Yeah. This isn't even yeah. like. It's not even like Freddy Krueger, which is just like. Dumb puns. Yeah. Like, you know, the thing, John Carpenter's The Thing did that to me. And even Robocop, the scene where the uh, guy and the executive got, you know, destroyed by Ed Mm. 209, that really messed me up (laughs) as a kid. The only, the only stuff that ever messed me up, I mean, I was, I was into horror from a pretty early age. Like, preteen i was i was way into like universal monsters and monster movies anything on son of Gully and feature creature and all that stuff i watched yeah. everything so nothing nothing in a horror movie i remember freaked me out much that i remember but i did see apocalypse now when i was two years and i've told that story over and over and over again that my parents we went to a double feature at the drive-in and the first movie was cannibal run and then the second one was Apocalypse Now. And <laughs> wow, what a, a palate cleanser that was. Yeah, that I did not. I'm, I mean, I'm not joking at all when I say I, I did not watch that movie until again until I was near 30 years old. I think I was like 27 or 28 years old when I finally watched it again. And it was the cow slaughtering that did it. Well, it's just, I mean, I was like nine. And yeah. just yeah. that whole movie is bon- I mean, you watch that movie as an adult; it's a bonkers movie. Yeah, watch it. Watch it without a fully formed brain and no <laughs> real yeah. context of Vietnam or war or you yeah. know what I mean, like a drug use or like, what is happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I should not have seen that that movie. I don't even think we stayed for the whole thing. I think I think we left. It's a long movie to be. Yeah, it's got to leave. Yeah, yeah. Sal's crying over here. Yeah, I was in the back weeping. Yeah, yeah. but that, but the then I, play I remember. 
I remember the movie that fucked me up next, like the scene in a movie. It wasn't even the whole movie, but uh, I remember the scene in um, uh, God damn it, the war movie, Private Ryan, Saving Private Ryan. No, Saving Saving Private Ryan. This is Worm. (laughs) Worm, no, the war movie. Sorry, Worm. Uh, Oh, Dune. Saving Private (laughs) Dune fucked me up. Yeah, Saving Private Ryan when. They have like that hand to hand combat fight with a knife. Oh, yeah, man. And then the guy just like slides it and he just can't stop him from. Yeah. That fucked me up. Like, I could not watch that movie again for years after that. Like, that fucked me up for whatever reason. Like, the idea, I think that's why I do jujitsu now because it's like, I'm never going to let someone, you know, beat me in a fucking hand to hand, you know, knife fight. That that jacked you up as an adult, huh? Yeah, that jacked me up as an adult. That fucked me. Like, well, like I could not watch that movie again. There's and there's very few Brothers. movies that have ever done that to me. There's a Coen Brothers movie that jacked me up as an adult. There's this... He They did... It, it was one of their earlier movies. And they buried... Maybe somebody from the comments can help. I don't know. They buried some guy alive in the movie. And... It was a shallow grave, and he was pushing against the dirt, and you could hear him screaming oh, under body the... Du- uh, body Simple? Is that Blood Simple. Early? Blood Simple. That's Blood Simple. Early ones. Yeah. Yeah, that, that jacked me up. <laughs> I do remember <laughs> can, that. Can people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Uh, wasn't there a scene... Uh, do you remember um, Frankie Goes to Hollywood? What was that movie that that song came out of? Uh, shit. Does anybody remember? Relax. Um, song, yeah, but the but the song was in. Oh fuck! What was the movie? Um, what movie? Blah, blah, blah. No, not Major League Two. God damn it! Body Double. So Body uh. Double is which was what I said. Body Double is what I was thinking of, not Blood Simple. And in Body Double. There's a scene where it's an actor or an actress, and they're like buried alive. And uh, that I remember that fucking me up. It was like he's in a coffin, and it's a it's a movie set, so it's like a music video. I think they're filming a music video, and the the guy is like in a coffin, but then all of a sudden he starts freaking out like he's actually trapped in the coffin. And I just remember it like yeah, like kind of anything buried alive, man. That's Uma Thurman in, in uh, Kill yeah. Bill, like that's yeah. a fucking nightmare. Tom, Tom, let's talk more about dinner clubs. What what other dinner <laughs> clubs? <laughs> I was going to say, I remember a movie, like, the, 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 the movie that it's really funny that really, like, messed with me when I was a kid. And then when I saw it, I was an adult. I was like, why, why did this scare me? It was like, it was one of those horror anthology movies. I want to say tale, no, I don't know. I, I, it was the one where it had the story, uh, there was like a monster in a box under the stairs and like a person kept having to feed people to the uh, monster inside uh, the box. Is that Tales? I think that's Tales, Tales of Terror. Uh, I, I, whatever one it was, for whatever reason, that freaked me out as a kid. <laughs> Like it like <laughs> terrified me. And then as an adult, I saw it like on HBO or something. And I was like, why was it like, this is so stupid and corny. 
And like obviously, oh, creep show, yes, creep show, creep show. Where I was like, oh, this isn't that scary. But like as a kid, I was like absolutely terrified. That's a Stephen King story. short story, The Crate. Yeah, Stephen yeah. King. Yeah, yeah. All right. God, it, uh, it messed me up. And then I saw it later, and I was like, God, what a stupid kid. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Did you guys puppet masters? So there was a series that was a bunch of they made a bunch of those, but like the second or the third one, there was like a little well, I think all of them. There was a little dude with a mask and a knife, and yeah. and I remember like there was a scene in one of them. I don't know which of the movies it was. But there was a scene like where the thing was like hiding under a bed or a stairs or something, and it would jump out when somebody came up the stairs and stab you in the ankle. And I didn't think it, but I had a buddy. Oh, yeah. As an adult, like that freaked him out so bad. <laughs> like he he wouldn't go upstairs in the dark. Like he wouldn't go like like go downstairs in the dark without looking. Like he he couldn't Was see his name Achilles. The... <laughs> yeah, right. He had a real, <laughs> real issue with the uh, yeah. Yeah, it's weird, man. That's I've never seen any of those movies. I've never seen any of the Leprechaun movies either. Which I don't know why that franchise got the mileage it did. But... The Leprechaun. Yeah. yeah, I don't really remember those being. I'll tell you the one that surprised the hell out of me that was really good was Pumpkinhead. Like that's that a, movie a really that, good movie. Yeah, it was a really good horror movie, but it it's like, uh, it shouldn't be. I don't know. Like you you look at it like this is that old lady and that that witch that was so yeah. We have uh, we have old ladies like that down in Georgia <laughs> all over. That I'm, yeah. it's just they they migrate to Georgia old old witch ladies. <laughs> yeah, you go to them for your aches and you got a cough or whatever. They give you a little rub stuff. this rub this on your chest. Yeah, they're sad. Little, <laughs> is it a little hoodoo or is it just like southern medicine? Southern a little southern bit of pride, both. A little bit of both. A little southern, a little southern medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia is an interesting place. That's where you live. Uh, in and have for how long have you been there how long have you been in georgia you didn't grow I've, up there, right? well i'm from south carolina okay it's all the south so but yeah it's south carolina and georgia but yeah i grew up here grew up in um, georgia you've been here you've stayed at my house before uh your old house yeah 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 Not the new one the new one the shire i haven't seen i haven't haven't been yeah down the new house time. it's funny it's like so my hobbies include when I'm not working, uh, you know, writing and, and illustrating this thing I'm doing. And, and also, if you live in Madison, Georgia, you have got to be into land, your yard and flowers and azaleas and hostas and all that sort of stuff. So, oh man, I'm def I'm a yard guy. With Are you? And, yeah. Yard man. Yeah. That's something I do not enjoy. I do not. I do not. I do do not have an affinity for it, and I do not enjoy it. I have. I have a. I have two neighbors that spend. I would say, in the summer, spring, summer, and fall months, as long as it's not snowing, they spend every day in their yard doing something for it's, like hours at a time. It's good for you. Yeah. I just, I'm like, you can't find something else to do. Like that's, <laughs> that's what you enjoy doing, digging around dirt, mowing your lawn, blow. I mean, the one guy like has a leaf blower and every day 
for yeah, a good right. hour. I'm like, what are you? What are you? What's left to fucking? It's going to be there tomorrow. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, what, <laughs> what are you trying to get rid of the concrete? Like what? Yeah. You know, at what point? He's just trying to blow himself away from his family. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah he, he wants to turn that blower around on himself i believe yeah <laughs> just roll down the street yeah. off yeah. to a new life that's probably yeah. true probably true no it is therapeutic though i mean getting outside getting out there getting your hands dirty getting, getting in the earth getting, yeah. uh, getting getting your nails in, yeah. In, see, I couldn't see myself doing jujitsu. Like, oh, and my thing with with taking, and I had opportunities when I was real little to take martial arts, but it's the same concern now as it was then, and that is someone's going to kick me in the junk. Oh, I got kicked in the junk about a week ago. The hardest I've ever not been, ever not been doing it. Uh, you live, whatever. It's you know, it's fine. I mean, you'll be you'll be okay. Be yeah that's the that's not the most painful thing that i've ever experienced in, a, in doing jujitsu i mean it i wouldn't wow. even i mean it, yeah yeah it's what not is even, the most painful uh the most painful thing i've ever gouged eyes no uh popped rib i had oh I've had, yeah yeah you told me a, about that yeah i had a rib twice i've had this happen where and what happens is like your floating rib down at the bottom of your rib ah. cage it ends up coming loose from the, the muscle and then it folds under or over <laughs> another rib oh, and no. that was i would you could i if i could never have that happen again if you could promise me oh God. that would never happen again i would let you kick me in the ball that's a serious tickle fight right there when that injury <laughs> happens dude it is so painful God. i couldn't the first time it happened it was so miserable i couldn't stand up i couldn't sit down i couldn't like I couldn't breathe. I was in so much pain. I didn't know what was going on. I, I, I was close to passing out. Um, and it continued for hours until I figured out that I had to pop the rib back into place. And luckily, like I was able to just sort of stretch and breathe and it popped oh. back into place. Uh. And the relief from that was like the greatest moment uh you know uh, of my life in the up to that time just because it was just like oh my god it was three hours of not being you know able to breathe being in so much pain and then pop it was it was like gone Ugh. and it was just yeah so that's easily way more painful than getting kicked in the balls uh, yeah I'll, 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 yeah well and i did get kicked i mean thing. i got put down hard a couple of weeks ago by a ball shot that was probably the hardest anyone has ever hit me in the balls it was yeah it was accidental i mean it was purely accidental but accidents uh, happen well you know, you know. that's why i'm not in the game gentlemen <laughs> that, that's my therapy though i go and do that and then i don't want to murder everyone on the road when i drive home uh so that's that's my kind of therapies like everything every, Tom, everything what is, what is your therapy supper clubs sleeping just sleeping <laughs> supper clubs steak <laughs> a big old steak boots of beer boots full of beer a big glass boot full of beer <laughs> <laughs> a nice pilsner drink the whole thing go to bed that's it i, I think I, I don't enjoy growing stuff either because i can't like i, I suck at it like I've killed everything I've ever tried to grow. 
I'm just not. I don't know. It's just not what you do. It's not me. I'm just not a. That's okay. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, uh, I don't know. Is there, uh, we're we're about a hour twenty into this. Yeah. Bad boy, it's probably a good time to. What's the What's the website again for the web comic? Uh, oh no, none of us. Oh shit, Brack B R A K. yeah. If you go to um, if you go to uh, bracketsubstack.com, I think is it. Yeah, yeah, bracketsubstack.com. And if you wanted to go to Patreon, if you like that flavor of things, and by the way, I should point this out, they're free. That's the big thing, yeah. right? Like those models, people always want a subscription or whatever. I'm not doing that. I mean, who? I'm a nobody. Just you know, just check it out. I always like to go and just peruse comics that are free online. So, and that's what this is. The Patreon one is, um, I think it's Braxton Harrison at Substack. But if you Google Fever City, Furious at Furious in Fever City, you should be able to find it tell us one thing about furious and fever city that we should know one thing one thing just one thing it it's based on all of your childhood memories (laughs) wow (laughs) i don't know the muppets (laughs) yeah apocalypse now and hellraiser anything that freaked you out it's based on that like a a monster in a crate under the stairs no not the crate creep show puppet master all those things based on all those horrible horrible things yeah all right well there you go check out Fear, no, goddamn, Furious in Fever City. Yeah. I don't know why I want to say Fear in Fever City. Uh, Joe, check that out, read it, give him comments. Um, you know, as I said, Braxton's a, an old, old friend of the show, and, and uh, we've, you know, had him on various times. He was at Windy City Con both times, right? You came both, both years, I think, didn't you? Uh, I think just the one. Oh, Damn it, bastard. You son of a bitch. You only came to one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, go check out his webcomic, please. And yeah, thanks, Brax, for coming on and spending yeah. some time. And I know we have plans to get you on fa- Film Force 5. Yeah. We- the, the, the PI one, right? We're going to do PI movies. We're going to do PI movies. Yeah, I think that'd be good. I mean, we'll have to choose a second one, something else that. Yeah, Japanese horror movies. That's what you want to do, yeah. Well, I'm down for whatever. I might need a little more time on that, but uh, but yeah, we can pick whatever whatever you like. Um, and yeah, if you have not already uh, downloaded the first episode of Film Force Five, it is out now. Uh, we talk about the top five Quentin Tarantino films as a sort of capper to end our year long discussion that we had on Cable Super Sounds. If you were a Patreon member of Around Comics, you got to listen to Cable Super Sounds, which was me and Chris and Will talking all about Quentin Tarantino films for about a year. Uh, but uh, this, is, this is something different. This is Film Force 5, where it's sort of a top five movie list show, but it's a bit of a game, and we had a blast doing the first couple of episodes already. Uh, we're going to have some special guests on it, so please do check it out at filmforce5.com, uh, or it's on iTunes and Spotify. Just search for Film Force 5. 
yeah, so there. And then, of course, we always appreciate our Patreon members. If you are not a Patreon member, go sign up for Patreon. It's like five bucks a month. Uh, help us out. We've been giving you good, you know, mediocre and above uh, average content for like 15 years. You know, so just go help us out. It yeah. keeps the lights on. We really do appreciate uh, people that subscribe to our Patreon and we try and give you bonus episodes for that stuff. So thank I you. I subscribe. You do subscribe. You are a subscriber to Patreon. That's yeah, great. Yeah, you do. You do subscribe. I don't know why you're subscribing. What the hell? Are you, what do you think? You don't even listen. You probably don't even listen. Um, I don't. But yeah, <laughs> I super do all your free time, and you can't listen to, to yeah. Our I'm in the car all the time. Oh, all right. but uh, yeah, we would love if you do sign up for that. And as always, you know, we're uh, our free episodes are available usually live on YouTube on Thursdays, like now. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, all those places, and obviously the audio versions come out usually Fridays. And you can get that through iTunes and Spotify and all your usual places. Rate and review us. Subscribe. It really does make a difference for us to uh, to try and, and make this better. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And thank you, Braxton, for joining us. And thank you, Tom, yes. for being Tom. And thank you. thank you, the listeners. In the meantime. In between time. Yeah. We'll, yeah be, it. we'll be everywhere in... And around, and around comics. comics. Good job. I, I, that might be the first time I've done that in like a decade. I, I always have to do the second part. Chris does the first part. Yeah. But yeah, that was kind of fun. Good wow. job, guys. Yeah. yeah.